You're listening to Millennial Movie Cast, your number one podcast in all things movies. our show to our listeners thank you uh hey everybody hey guys what's up uh it's been a while since you've heard these lovely voices it has been a long time it's been too long too long well this is our fourth episode for uh you know the four weeks we haven't had one or maybe eight (laughs) weeks one episode a month It's been a long time. We are we apologize, uh, but we are college students, and we just kind of got caught up in things of that nature. But um, we should be more diligent in uh, moving forward this year. Yeah, we are back to give you the best in movies. Something that everybody needs more of after this election season. And that's that's all that needs yeah. to be mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to hear about it anymore. We can just focus on the lovely world of film and movies. Right. Um, and in case y'all forgot, since it's been so long, uh, my name is Bryce. My name is Will. And my name is Nick. And we're glad to have y'all listening to Millennial Movie Cast. Yeah, thanks. Millennial Movie Cast. Thanks for joining us. Well, let's uh, you know just just roll roll tape. Let's let's jump right into it. Awesome. Action. Well, what? So we're just going to give you some movies maybe to look forward to real quick uh, for this weekend and uh, beyond. I think one of the movies we all kind of are interested in seeing is Arrival. It's like a sci-fi alien film that is kind of like a language linguistic film as well. And I know that's one that I'm probably the most excited for seeing. Are y'all excited to see that one or any others this weekend yeah, or next? I'm really excited to see that one. It comes out this weekend. Uh, I guess tonight, the day we're recording this, uh, it comes out Friday, November 11th. Um, and yeah, I'm really excited to see it. Uh, for people who don't know, this is the movie. This movie is by the guy who created the movie Sicario, which was that. Which was awesome. Which was really awesome. Great movie. I really hope this movie has a soundtrack that good. Oh, yeah, I'm interested. I do too. Is it the same guy doing the music? Uh, Johan Johansson. I I don't know. I don't know either. I can look real fast. Uh, they they did Prisoners too, right? This is the same guy yeah. that did that as well. Yeah, yeah. In uh, this movies. movie, two great movies. Yep. This is going to be his. I don't know if it's his third movie overall, but number. Number three, this one has uh, Amy Adams in it, Jeremy Renner, Forrest Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker? Yeah. Good cast. Should be a good movie. It is the same guy, Johan Johansson. Yes. Good deal. Well, neat. That's about the only big one that comes out this weekend, right? Yes, this weekend. Is Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk, or whatever that movie is called, doesn't that come out this weekend as well? Uh, I didn't think, yeah, I guess it does. I didn't think yeah, it, it does. It did. Nick, you wanted to see that, did you not? I think you mentioned it in one of the earlier podcasts. Earlier, like a couple months ago, yeah, I was dying to see it. I thought this was going to be one of the best movies of the um, fall, but apparently it's it has not been getting good reviews at all. 
<laughs> so, yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> so you might have been a little <laughs> off, you think? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, may, I was off, misinformed, maybe. Hey, man, you don't, don't judge anything by its reviews before it comes out. Yeah. They'll, they'll right, correct right. themselves yeah, that's, the, that's true. how good it is after it comes out. Definitely. I mean, it's still probably maybe, good. I, I sure. definitely want to go see it. Speaking of indie movies, me and Bryce, last month, had the amazing opportunity to go to the Austin Film Festival. Which and I did not. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> I I did not I did yeah, not go. Will. I know I'm to, pretty to, upset to watch, about it. To watch a football game, <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't go. I just couldn't. I'm sorry. He has admitted multiple times that he missed yes. out. So, and we've told him multiple times. I did. I missed out. There's no doubt about that. But what did y'all think? How was it? Explain a little bit of like what actually a film festival is, and what did y'all see while y'all were there. So, um, this was my first time going to a film festival of any sort. Pop the cherry. And, yeah, it was, okay. <laughs> uh, it was a lot different than I expected. Uh, it was expensive, for one thing, um, which I wasn't expecting. Um, and also, it was spread out all throughout Austin. Uh, for some reason in my head, I was thinking it was just going to be this big convention yeah. hall. With a bunch of like temporary theaters set up and all the big rooms, but it wasn't. It was spread out all over Austin, or it was concentrated, but it was still pretty spread out. I thought, uh, and they didn't give you a lot of time to go see the things that you wanted to see. Really, and it was a little frustrating. Well, it's like a, it's like yeah. a music festival. You know, you only have a certain amount of days, and they're showing a bunch of movies, and of course, they're gonna have to do some at the same time. So you really. I mean, you kind of right. just got to pick and choose, but yeah. Right. So, I mean, that was the biggest the the biggest frustration of the of the trip was figuring out what do we want to go see, and do we have time to go see it, and in order to see other yeah. Stuff. Um, but I think we did pretty good, and we saw some amazing films and short films. Yeah, it definitely was kind of spread out. I also didn't know what to expect. It was my first film festival. As well, I think it was kind of cool that it was spread out though, because I mean it was over a weekend, and you kind of got to enjoy the city of Austin more. I mean, I'm kind of front. I go to mm -hmm. school in Texas, as you two know, and I feel like I've gotten to go down there and hang out more than y'all have. But I mean, it's it's like nice for someone like y'all who are coming to visit. I mean, for the film festival, but it's good that you can see some of the city as well. Side note, but yeah, it was. They had like most of most of the like conferences in hotel rooms you know like the giant um, Com like big ballroom conference yeah room type ballrooms mm -hmm. yeah as far as those go i mean there are like two sides to it you have those um like conferences which are like panels where they bring in guests directors mm -hmm. writers producers you know people who work for different companies to come in and talk about certain things um certain like themed you know topics and then you have those, and then you have the movies themselves. Um, so two sides to that. Yeah. It typically works where the conferences were in the morning, movies at night. Um, as far as the conference, conferences go, I just want to say I saw... The best one I saw was Jeff Nichols, the writer and director of uh, Mud, Midnight Special. Oh, wow. Um, from our hometown. Yeah, from our hometown. Little Rock, Arkansas. Yeah, and he's doing his... 
he showed his new movie Arrival, which was like the opening night. I mean, pfft. Uh, um, Arrival, <laughs> loving. loving, completely different movie. <laughs> yeah, it was like it was <laughs> a, great, a the, little bit different, <laughs> but they're about love. I'm sure about the same. I don't know. Thing? Maybe I don't. I guess yeah. possibility <laughs> could be. We'll find out tonight. Um, we will. But yeah, he showed his new movie Loving, which was about the court case of Virginia versus Loving, where they overturned discrimination um, when it comes to like marriage. You know, it used to be aware you couldn't marry African Americans, couldn't marry white people, and the movie was just about that. It was a good movie. His panel was really interesting. Just hearing him talk about his you know, methods of directing and how he makes his movies. Um, and just having him, like, you know, talk about the movie that they showed that night and present it to everybody and then have a Q&A. It was really, it was just fascinating. Um, another conference panel I saw was from Carter Bass, the creator of How I Met Your Mother. And I didn't watch that show until, like, last year, two years ago. I wasn't really a fan at first, but... Still haven't seen an episode of it's, that. It's, it's... It's great. I mean, yeah, it's kind of a sitcom, so if you don't really like the laugh track shows, it may not be your favorite. Mm-hmm. But just, like, the way he tells, you know, the stories told is just, it's really fascinating. And that, that itself kind of makes it really watchable. But that was, that was really interesting. Yeah. But yeah, there are a lot of cool, cool things like that. I would definitely recommend going to a film fest at some point in your life if you have any interest in movies and behind the scenes stuff. And Nick Nick is talking a lot about the conferences and I would say that uh, the conferences are, you know, they're a little bit hit and miss. Yeah. But that's oh, the, yeah. that's that's the thing you're going to get a one-time experience out of. Like the movies and stuff they show at the festivals, they're going to come out in theaters at mm-hmm. some yeah. point. You'll be able you'll get an opportunity to see those later. Um, but the conferences with you know like with Jeff Nichols and all the people that I got to see those are going to be one-time things, so that's what I would recommend. And then, yeah, and another one-time thing, I forgot to say this, the most fascinating thing of the weekend was um, the school I went to. I got a film film pass through one of the teachers at my college because they are, like, a, on the board or something for the film, film fest. It was really cool. But we had, like, a private, like, one-on-one roundtable with um, Scott Neustadter, who's a, a screenwriter who wrote... 500 Days of Summer, he adapted The Fault in Our Stars um, and uh, Paper Towns, the John Green books, and he's writing the new X-Men movie. Really? And yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> because, okay. well, he did, he does those movies about, like, kind of relationships, and I think with the new X-Men movie, uh, apparently they're going to want to go for more of, like, the, you know, less action. Like, we've seen all the action sides of superhero movies now. You say new X-Men movie, you don't mean Logan, do you? You mean I, no, further I mean, down like, the line? Like, I mean, X-Men collective movie. I mean the next, the sequel to Apocalypse. Okay, like the next, gotcha, gotcha. Set in, like, which, the 90s, I think? Yeah. To be. Okay, cool. Just wondering about that. Oh, and he's writing the masterpiece, which... Well, I don't know if you've seen it yet. I know Bryce is kind of iffy about it, but it's the making of the movie The Room, which okay. is like, you no. know, the cult classic. Oh, my gosh. It is unreal. It's a cult classic for being um, literally, like, known as the worst movie ever made. But it's still, like, really watchable, and it's so funny. If you watch it with people, it's okay, good. Okay, that depends on your definition of watchable. You, like do a not, wreck do that not look this movie watching, up. Like that kind of yeah. watchable? Yeah. Do not look this movie up and watch it by yourself. Watch it with friends. That is 
Yes, you have to watch it with friends that can have fun with hmm. it. Yeah, but, but I mean, you, like, you just can't stop laughing. Some of the, the quotes are unreal. That's a side story. The guy, he, he was writing the movie that's coming out about the um, making of the movie with James Franco and Seth Rogen. But, wow, that's awesome. Yeah, it was it was super fascinating. He just talked about, like, you know, his experience in the movie industry, you know, how you get in, how just writing styles, everything. It was just, it was fascinating. So the film festival was, was amazing. What, uh, just real quick, what was the best movie that y'all saw while you were there? Bryce, what do you think? Um, well, the biggest production movie that we saw while we were there was definitely uh, La La Land. La La, um, la and... Land. Is that how they say it in the movie? Uh, yeah. Oh wow. No, I'm just, no. I don't remember that. No, at all. They, okay. they don't even say. They don't even say La La Land. <laughs> oh, bummer. Uh, anyway, yeah. so La La Land. Uh, you know me personally. I am not a fan of musicals. For the most That's a shame. And, That's a darn shame. Uh, La La Land. La La Land was really really good. Uh, so that that should say a lot about the quality of this movie. I mean, I don't, I don't really want to spoil anything, but um, the acting, the acting is incredible. Um, good, awesome. The the music is actually really good. Music's and incredible. The, the story is absolutely the best part of. Oh yay! Oh, yeah. can't wait to see it. I've been preaching this to everybody to go see this movie, just kind of to get them excited and make them jealous that I saw it. Um, but it's the best <laughs> movie that's been made in the last twenty years. In my opinion, best movie oh, to come out. In are the last you 20 serious? Years. Yeah, in the last, probably. Well, what is, is like what is that twenty year mark? What what came out twenty years ago? That I'm gonna bring a, you know, okay. Well, I'll bring y'all back down to earth and say that it's definitely not the best movie. In twenty years. It is really good. That's one man, and I would Nick, not doubt that it is. That is one man's opinion, movie. but my opinion, as far as the. The way the movie was made, you see movies like Shawshank Redemption, which it has the story, it has the acting and the characters, it has the music, and it has the production value. That's why what makes movies like Shawshank, you know, the classics, incredible. This movie, like Bryce said, the production value was unreal. Like, most of the movie, it was basically a series of one-shots. Not the way that Birdman was. I mean, because, of course, there are scenes with some a lot of edits and that kind of stuff, but for the most part, every scene was one shot, one take. Um, the opening number, the way the movie starts, that in itself is like a cinematic feat. It's just, it's beautiful to watch. The music's unreal. Character's unreal. So the you think it's like a top five movie for you of all time? Honestly, I think that's my favorite movie of all time. It's wow, just, okay. it pays well. tribute to old Hollywood and old musicals, but at the same time, it doesn't lose its modernity. Like how relevant it is and the humor and the characters and the emotions mm -hmm. are so like really now and postmodern but the way it's made is just like classic and beautiful it's just it's unreal i cried wow well that is very encouraging to hear i can't wow well that's awesome glad you think that highly of it bryce we may not put this on the show because we've probably talked about it too long but what what movie do you think in the last 15 years is better than that movie Okay. Interstellar. Like, that's it? You think Interstellar is the only movie to get better in La La Land? I, 
You said name a movie. You didn't say name oh, okay. all of them. Well, so was, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> I, I'd, I, I definitely enjoyed Mad Max a lot more. Like I Lord of the Rings? It, I think or it, like... Inter- yeah, like there's two. Oh, I don't know. Not, I'm just naming movies. Those are all, those are all great, those are like all great movies, but this movie is this movie's timeless. And it's not, you know, an action. Like Inglorious Bastards. It's not action. It's not bloody. It's just... Okay, and, but... Okay, I'm sorry, but Interstellar is not Interstellar's timeless. Interstellar is timeless. I didn't say that. I'm... Interstellar. Okay. I'm just wondering timeless. what the distinction is. Then, I Nick. still think that this is a better movie <laughs> as a whole than Interstellar. Maybe. I mean, I look. I mean, maybe not. Okay. But I saw. I mean, I guess you'll have to see it again, yeah. and then you know, not in that film festival. I mean, setting. when it comes down, like I think, I think we can all agree that those, like, we're talking about. We all agree that we're talking about the best movies made couple of years right yeah um and i think really the only difference is, is how much we enjoyed them like that's all we're correct you mean like our subjectivity yeah yeah right that like it's really we're like we're really getting down to the subject but it's part. so it's a it's up there though it's like objectively it yeah, is up there would, as an amazing yes. well-made movie cool yeah that's awesome that that's is great true. so yeah awesome film festival it was really cool uh i would also recommend i saw I think Bryce, you, and Jay, y'all didn't get there until the next day, but I saw the animated short program that they had, and those were those were so good. They do, uh, like, before the Academy Awards come out, they usually put, you know, animated shorts in, like, to some small theaters. Like, the AMC theaters will usually have Oscar-nominated animated shorts, and I feel like there's going to be a couple from the film festival that are going to be there, so I would recommend going to see those. They're, you know, really lighthearted and fun. That was also really cool to see. Um, another movie we saw was Found Footage 3D. <laughs> um, it was not great, uh, but it kind of put an interesting concept forward in trying to be um, this. You know, like we got Cabin in the Woods a couple years ago, and then in the '90s uh, we got Scream. And both of those movies are kind of satirical movies of the horror film genre. So, like, Scream would be one for uh, slasher movies, and Cabin in the Woods would be satirical of Cabin in the Woods movies, Yeah, I guess. <laughs> and anyway, uh, Found Footage 3D is that movie for found footage movies. And it's, like, satirical of the satiring Cabin in the Woods is that a good way to say uh-huh. it? Is that what you're saying? Like it's no. So like it's like a satirical film for uh, satirical movies, like the Blair Witch Project. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, gotcha. Interesting. Um, and it was funny, uh, especially like the f- it, it. We had a really really funny vibe to it. The first probably half of the movie, but it kind of kept dragging on, and it has really low production value. Um. But I would say that if you enjoy satire pieces, then uh, that's a good movie to see if you if you ever get a chance to see. Well, is that about all y'all have for the Austin Film Festival? Yeah, that's yeah, I think so. If you want to talk about it more, shoot us an email. I'd love to talk with anybody about some of the things that were talked about. But yeah, that's about it. I mean, go go to a film festival. Awesome. Duly noted for us that have not been to one yet. Well, 
as we look on to the week, we had some pretty hot news that came out. And we're just going to get it started right here with a new Willy Wonka film. I thought you were going to say a new Will segment, like a new Willy segment. <laughs> hot news with Willy. No. <laughs> no, Willy Wonka. Uh, there's going to be a new film that's coming out. It's David Heyman, which you might know from the Harry Potter series. He's producing it. And he recently sat down with SlashFilm.com. And he's promoting the new Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them film. And while he's sitting down, the interviewer asked about this Willy Wonka film. And the quote goes, he said, it's not just a remake. They've done two films, quite different. And But it's possibly an origin story. Uh, we're just in the early stages of it. And he said he's working with a writer called Simon Rich, who is wonderful. So it looks like we could see the origin story of Willy Wonka which is not uh, previously looked into, I think, in the books. But he said that the character is so rich and there's so many hints that they could also do an origin kind of becoming of Willy Wonka. What do y'all think about uh, that premise and uh, how it could be executed? I mean, I'm glad it's not a remake. I'm glad that... I mean, I'm, I'm kind of sad that they're redoing that because Willy Wonka is a classic. And it's already been kind of remade, but as far as story goes i feel like an origin story to you know how he got to a chocolate factory that should be interesting enough i think so too um okay i was gonna say that i think it sounds totally unnecessary of course <laughs> which i, I mean, mean there's a point like, there's a point to yeah that. sure willie i mean willie wonka as a character was fascinating extremely fascinating um but it's not somebody that needs an origin story yeah yeah, like oh, yeah. the story, like the story doesn't revolve around Willy Wonka. It revolves around Charlie. Uh, so I don't know. I just like and and maybe I'm biased because the remake that came out um, a while With ago Johnny Depp. was awful. Yes, like that was terrible. It wasn't and, that good. Um, they tried to put some kind of origin story in that, and it did not work at all. Uh, but. Yeah, so, well, I guess we'll see. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. And in other news, let's see, Rami Malik? Did I say that right? Rami Malik. Malik. Rami Malik. Malik. It, no, Rami Malik. Rami Malik, who is from Mr. Robot, he's in the Pacific, done some other beep, films. Beep, beep. And he is going to play Freddie Mercury in a Queen biopic. That's uh, also going to be directed by Brian Singer, uh, who's the previous like X-Men director which has done some really good stuff with that it's gonna be with sony uh 20th century fox so um this is gonna be out they say probably late 2017 because they're starting filming in early 2017 what do y'all think about rami malik uh to play freddie mercury in the queen biopic uh i'll just say that i love rami malik and i love queen <laughs> so um, this might be awesome he's like the no, I was gonna say no. that these like these like uh biopics of famous music artists have not been good. The one with Jimi Hendrix just failed miserably. Um the one about Jim Morrison is okay, but I mean it's I don't know. The all, They're just not that good. The Oliver Stone one. Uh, the doors. Was that all yeah, I mean it was about Jim Morrison, I don't remember. But yes, sir. And I... um, also, like, apparently, Sasha Baron Cohen 
you know? He was supposed was, to be Freddie Mercury originally, right? Yeah, and like a more, not X-rated, because, you know, he does some, like, he did, like, Bruno, and he's not afraid to show inappropriate things, but mm-hmm. it was going to be more of, like, the, yeah, he was, this was, like, his dream project was playing Freddie Mercury in a Queen picture, and he kind of actually looks like him some, and yeah. it was going to be a little bit more of, like, the, like, the, you know, behind the like, more X R-rated rock star things involving, like, you know, drugs, sex, and I feel like They're the new... Kind of like the Jim Morrison movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently there's going to be a scene of him, like, snorting cocaine off a midget's head, which is a story from real life, and the Queen people are like, no, we don't want people to see that. Interesting. But I'd also, I agree with you, Bryce. I like him, but hopefully, hopefully it's good, but I would kind of... The Sasha Baron Cohen idea, that seemed really interesting. Well, let's see where we go to next. So, An American Werewolf in London, which was a 1981 classic comedy-slash-horror film, was uh, directed by John Landis. It is actually going to be a remake, Bryce's favorite. And it's going to be a remake (laughs) by his son, Max Landis, which is kind of interesting. His son is writing it, uh, and it's also set to direct. So what do y'all think about American Werewolf in London uh, being set for a remake? I uh, personally have not seen the original, so I don't really know what it was like back in 1981, but I guess it's an interesting idea uh, for modernization. I think it's cool. Uh, Nick, Nick, have you seen the original? No, have you? Yes, I have. Um, and I actually really like it. Um, it's kind of famous for being the first werewolf movie to, like, really uh you know show a gritty transformation process of somebody turning into a werewolf um it has a lot of really great special effects like as far as makeup especially makeup and costume um but and the movie itself is like the story is interesting it's it's got a it's like like will said it's kind of a horror comedy it has a lot of dark humor um more than you would expect from a horror comedy. Uh, but it's... So it makes you laugh a lot, uh, after a while, at least. Um, but it's it's decent. I'm interested in how a remake is going to go, uh, because the thing about that, you know, back in 1981, it was revolutionary for its special effects and, you know, uh, costume and makeup design. Um, so I'm wondering if that's going to be a priority for the remake or not. For sure. Well, to wrap it up, we're going to look at the weekend box office from, let's see, it was November 4th that weekend. Doctor Strange came in at number one with $85 million. Not a too big of a surprise that it's number one. I think it did kind of exceed a little bit of expectations as far as the number of $85 million. Uh, we'll talk about Doctor Strange here in a little bit. Uh, it's a movie. It's a Marvel cinematic movie so it did really well at number two we had trolls with 46 million got a lot of kids and parents to see that one and at number three the mel gibson directed andrew garfield starring hacksaw ridge came in at 15.2 million Hmm. um interesting that trolls is so high up i didn't know anything about that movie till like two weeks ago yeah i think it was interesting too i think maybe it was due to the lack of children movies that have come out recently oh, okay but still a great number for them i'm sure it'll get a sequel probably not as good but it'll get a sequel i'm sure 
And well, I think, what do you think, Nate? Anything? I was just, no, I was just going to say that. It, was that it? Yes, yeah, that wraps up the hot news. That news was that news was so hot. I'm gonna need a need an ice bath. <laughs> Thanks, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess let's go off there into. I think our, for this episode, we kind of want to just talk about some of the new movies that came out, like you know we love to do so very well, so very much. <laughs> new movies. I think uh, originally we were going to talk about uh, Magnificent Seven. Uh, but we put that off for too long. Then we were going to talk about uh, horror, movies. horror movies for Halloween, and we put that <laughs> off for too long. So now Halloween is coming and gone, so it's not really worth it anymore. So We're I talking we're about talk Thanksgiving about, uh... movies. Yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, uh, yeah, Doctor Strange. Doctor let's, Strange. Let's jump into it. Well, first of all, Magnificent Seven, thumbs up, thumbs down. What'd y'all think? It was good. Uh from what I went there expecting, it was good. Yeah, thumbs up. Okay. Yeah. Same. Um, if you want to, I don't know how you guys feel about my, if, if y'all remember my review on Yeah, check uh, out Bryce's review. Yeah, I would just say to check out my review. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah, so um, Doctor okay. Strange came out last weekend. and It sure did. We're all Marvel fans here, right? Like yes, finally. Most of the world. Yes. <laughs> Bryce, you love the <laughs> Avengers. Oh, yeah. Of course. My favorite people ever. Good. I'm glad they're your favorite people. Because they're my favorite people. So, couldn't agree more. But, honestly, no. what did y'all think about Doctor Strange? Uh, pros? What did we like about it? The visual effects were, were incredible. I mean, I... I don't want to be too harsh. I thought the story kind of story was kind of eh, but the visual effects, man, like they were so amazing. Some of the best visual effects that I've seen in any movie. I guess you can just like seeing this movie. It just shows you how far they've gone with, you know, digital things and technology where they can show like these you know other dimensions in outer space, like so cool. Like, they've never really done before. Not to spoil anything, um, but yeah. Thought visual effects were great. Um, I think my biggest takeaway from it, for uh, for good at least, um, is is that the acting was all pretty good. Um, there was nobody that stood out as you know like mediocre or bad. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch was fairly decent. Uh, he actually kind of surprised me with his accent. I figured. You know, yeah. kind of a cliche for British guys to have problems with going in and out of their American accents, but he did a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought uh, Mads Milkinson was wasted. Uh, I do think he did a good job. Hey, we're talking about pros here. Like, and I'm saying it was he did a decent job, but he was wasted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what did you like about it? Well, I agree, Nick. I thought it was visually stunning. Absolutely stunning. And coming from someone who's, like, read some of the comics, just in general Marvel comics, when they go to, like, the Galactic Universe and they deal with all the different villains and just kind of all the atmosphere and how they drew it, I was always curious how could they actually portray that on film uh, as it is today. I thought they did a great job as quirky and weird as Doctor Strange is, that's another thing I liked about it. it was original, with all the different colors 
and he goes on this trip kind of experience where he's experiencing all the mystical, I guess, realms at once. I thought that was absolutely fantastic, and I did not get to see it in 3D, but if you have an IMAX 3D, almost I would recommend it as much as I kind of am iffy on the 3D aspect of films. I think it could have been a great, great visually stunning film to see in 3D. I thought the plot and the story was pretty much well put together. Uh, there's a few, we'll get into cons, there's a few maybe missing points there. But the acting really brings it through to agree with Bryce. I think that, uh, mm -hmm. who is it, Tilda Swinton? Did I completely book Yeah, it? Tilda Swinton, that's... Tilda Swinton plays the uh, ancient one, kind of the leader, the and ancient, yeah, one. The ancient, the ancient one. one, which you know we'll get into that name later. <laughs> uh, Tilda Swinton is really good. She has an excellent voice. Great, uh, great. Yeah, I know she was a voice acting, but I just love hearing her. No, talk. for sure. Um, and Benedict Wong, you know, he was kind of a side character. But I really, really like him. Wong? Uh, he was in... His character's uh, name was Wong, yeah. too. That I know, was, I thought that that's was... That's interesting. Yeah, that's kind of weird. <laughs> um, but he was in... Um, holy crap, I can't even remember. Uh, the Martian. With the, what is he in the, the Martian? With Matt Damon, right? He plays a scientist. Oh, really? Why do I not remember? Yeah, like an engineer. Um, and he's also in the episode of Black Mirror called Hated in the Nation, which is one of my favorite Which episodes. one is that? Because I'm watching that right now. Uh, it's the last. Oh, one okay. Seen. See, I'm on episode four, of season three. So I was that the yet. B, the B yeah. one, right? Hey, no, sh don't spoil it, Nick. It's not a spoiler. It's just... Yes, it is. Hey, I don't. I you didn't don't, hear anything. You don't talk. You don't talk about anything <laughs> in Black Mirror. Anyway, I uh, uh, side note: everybody should watch Black. Mirror. Yeah, Black Mirror is great, but we should do Doctor an episode Strange. on that in the future. Yeah, I I think so for sure. Anyway, Doctor Strange. Thought it was great. It's quirky. It's different. It was a pretty big gamble on Marvel's part to try to bring in this different universe that people have not seen. If you're kind of put off by the mystical sorcery element, I think it does a good job of trying to reel you in and care about the uh, what's happening and just the action in general was absolutely awesome. I think it's just right there on par with some of the greatest uh, Marvel movies to come out recently, uh, depending on your opinion on those, but. I think it was a great Marvel movie and definitely a top five or ten. Probably top ten for well, me well, well, when it comes to the Marvel cinematic I mean, universe. Will, so. is, is there anything that you didn't like about this movie? Ah, glad you asked, Bryce. So I do have a few cons, believe it or not. I think they could have explained a little more. There was a little bit rushed uh, with his training and yeah. things of that. I think I would have liked to see a few more scenes and dive more into the uh, the substance of the, the spells and everything he was learning. And kind of where the Ancient One came from, uh, just some of the history aspect of his, uh, I guess, his craft. Also, the villain. I am so, that is my biggest thing with Marvel. The villains seem to always disappoint. As great as Mads Mikkelsen is, you don't see enough of them. And I just think they could have done a lot more with him, more scenes. And the Wong jokes were Wong. <laughs> no, pun intended. <laughs> um, but if you, you know what I'm talking about at the end... <laughs> Just like all I'm gonna say is like Beyonce and the laugh. Yeah, That's the laughing thing that, did that, not that pay was so off. Stupid. At all. That just that that didn't make sense. So they really kind of need to stop forcing the laughs and one-liners so much. So those are my cons. See, I don't think it's perfect. So those are my cons. I agree. I agree with the the timetable thing. I feel like my biggest con, and really my only one. I enjoyed it, but Great. it felt really the the time frame was off. It's like. 
no spoilers, the movie, the first scene shows the villains, and it kind of shows the villains in action as, like, the villains are on their route, you know, on their, on their journey to do bad things. Mm -hmm. The same, while Doctor Strange is on his journey to become Doctor Strange, and I just feel like the timetables were really off for those two things. It do just you feel like it was really, it seemed like it was really short for the villains, but like it took Doctor Strange forever, and it was like, what are no, the villains well, it was doing? Like, I think I understand well, what it took him Nick is saying is that like, the the movie starts off with the villains doing their thing, and then it takes Doctor Strange forever to get to a point where mm -hmm. he can do anything, and so it seems like they should intersect in some way before that. Well, even it just happens. feels like it feels like Doctor Strange took no time at all right. to become. All of a sudden, like he finds out about you know the mystical arts, and then it's like the next two minutes later, he's a master right. already. And it's like yeah. it's like the villains kind of just like disappear to allow him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and just overall, it felt like they didn't do a good job of like, you know, they try to. The only thing that they do with a passage of time was like, oh, you know, it's been it's been months, but it just didn't feel like that watching the movie. Yeah, they didn't show the time passage like they should have. I don't know. Um. So gotcha. I'm not gonna put these in any order, um, but there was a lot about the movie that I didn't like. I'm sure that's a surprise for so many people, but um, uh, I thought the story was really, really cookie cutter. Um, it's your typical superhero slash uh, the world is not what you think it is movie. Um, it takes it pretty much takes from the Matrix plot line fairly, you know, fairly liberally, um, and. Uh, I know Will and Nick said the visual effects are really, really stunning, and I do think it's cool, but I really think they lose their... Uh, what is the word I'm looking for? I think they lose their appeal um, probably, like, halfway through the movie. Like, okay, you guys are just doing this to show off at this point. There's, there's no substance or anything to all this. Um, and, yeah, those are pretty much my two biggest critiques. Have you ever seen buildings bend like that before and be using like choreographed fighting? Because I thought that was absolutely spectacular. But they weren't actually confusing. used in a good way, though. I thought confusing. Yeah, they weren't actually used yeah. in the fight. It was more visual than anything else. They were using. Well, they used they the were. buildings in some fights. I mean, did they though? Not to mention the the. I'm not gonna. I mean, I don't want to spoil anything, but. The end fight with the time, like time, that was that was cool. Yeah, pretty I'll awesome. give you that one. That one was cool. Like, I mean, I didn't say they were all bad. I'm just saying, like, a lot of it just it just kept doing the same stuff over and over and over again. And it was like, am I going to see gotcha. anything new? Um, I mean, it's kind of like that's kind of like honestly, any superhero movie now. It's just we're kind of just getting the same stuff over and over again. Yeah. Maybe in previous, but I do think Doctor Strange was so different. I don't. I haven't seen that before. Specifically with Doctor Strange, as it pertains to the rest of the Marvel superheroes, I have not seen that before. I agree with that statement. Yeah, I mean, the plot, as far as like you know, story arc of good guys and bad guys, those are similar. But just yeah, the like fighting in the world that they lived in. Mm -hmm. just, yeah, what they did with the like different dimensions. Yeah, yeah it was very. very cool. That originality made it an enjoyable movie. Um. 
So I, do and we have any like sorry, one more thing. No, go ahead. My Mark. biggest critique, uh, like Will was saying, is uh, the villain, uh, Mads Mikkelsen. Like I said earlier, was absolutely wasted. I think he had like two real pieces of dialogue. The rest are like one-liners. Um, and you know, yeah, this is kind of a minor spoiler, but I think a lot of people know this is coming. Uh, he's not the true villain. Um, and the true villain is stupid, uh, in my opinion. I'm sure a lot of people disagree with me, but I thought he looked dumb, and the idea of him is just really, really cliche, uh, especially if you've seen the original. You said he's really, really what? Really cliche, um, especially if you've seen the original Green Lantern movie. What? The, well, the really bad one with yeah. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but who wants to see that? Uh, nobody. Um, so overall, overall rating, do y'all have one? 6.8. Um, out of 10, I'm hoping? Yeah. 6.8 out of 10. What about you, Brian? 6.8 out of 5. And off the top of my head, I'd say probably um, around a 5.5. Oh, my gosh. What is like? What wow. is that to you? Is that good or bad? It's wow. It's not great. It's not, and it's <laughs> oh not really good. Oh, my gosh. It's just kind of average. Oh, man. Well, I would personally give it like um, probably a 7.5, 7.7. Right there below like Civil War. I think that's Um, a good, that's a good little spread. Below Civil War? Do you think it's that close? No, it is. Yeah, like I would give Civil War like an 8.5. Okay. I think Um, that's a good spread though. Like I got the 5.5, Nick. I was in the middle, and then you're seven point five. Like it yeah, works out. All in the pluses. All I guess all in the in the plus. But um, awesome. So yeah, go see Doctor Strange if you're into that sort of thing. Uh, we think it was a pretty good movie, so we would I would say we all recommend seeing it in some way, shape, or form. Right. Uh, yeah. Maybe. I mean, <laughs> if, if you're gonna go to the movies this upcoming weekend, I would not recommend that over, say, Arrival. But you right. haven't even seen that. Yeah. I mean, no, but I mean, I, if I had to choose between the two, I'd see Arrival. Okay. Hmm. Even though, gotcha. yeah, I haven't. I mean, yeah, I haven't seen it. This is like preliminary judgment, but I just, I feel like that's probably gonna be a better It'll movie. Pr- I mean, Doctor Strange is a Marvel movie. It'll probably be in theaters for a while. Yeah. You'll have your chance. So, anyways, uh, yeah. Any other movies recently um, coming out? Hacksaw Ridge. Hacksaw Ridge. Hacksaw Ridge. Um, but I was not able to see it. Uh, <laughs> Will and Nick saw it, though, right, guys? Correct. So I guess I'll just ask you guys uh, same question. What did you guys like about Hacksaw Ridge? I'll start us off. I think Hacksaw Ridge was really good. I thought that it had an amazing story. The conscientious objector that was Desmond Dawes and what he went through uh, in order to carry out his prerogative and his conviction uh, to not carry a weapon. The way that he goes through basic training and how he gets this ridiculed and literally beaten and tried to get kicked. They tried so hard to kick him out of the army. I think it is an amazing story. Not only how he persevered through that, but the Battle of Hacksaw Ridge he does something that is almost, I mean, it is so hard to believe he actually did it. When you're watching it, you're like, this might be embellished for the movie. And it is not. I've like I've read the tapes or read the transcripts and 
looked at the interviews. He did all those things. It is truly incredible. I thought really? That, oh, it's a yes, yeah. Like literally, as far as kicking grenades and getting blown up and shot, like all this stuff happened to him, saving all those people. Like incredible. Uh, so that it's an amazing story. The sound editing and mixing I thought was awesome. Absolute. Oh, it was so good. And the battle, the second half of the movie, which pretty much takes place on Okinawa. Really, really good. Uh, cannot it gets the true essence of the war and the battle that took place there. It's gruesome. It is rated R. They do not hold back. I will tell you, it is extremely uh, graphic and gory, and it's hard to watch and it's scary. But it's just a really good reminder of the horrors that was World War II, uh, and also just these great, um, inspiring stories that it was Desmond Dawes. It was, <clears throat> excuse me. I thought it was a great movie. I thought it was really good. What did you think, Nate? I agree, and I mean one thing I like really liked about this movie is yeah, it's a story of it's a story of this one guy, and it's like a historical piece, and specifically it's a story that most people would not have heard about. Like I never heard of the guy. Mm -hmm. I'm sure a lot of most Americans wouldn't have heard this story unless you know it was. I mean, since this movie came out, people are familiar with the story, and it's I feel like it's definitely one that should be told. Just, yes, I, I had that thought seeing the movie. Um, just that's like it was a reminder of why I love movies so much and you know the stories that movies can tell um but yeah the it, the act breaks were kind of weird it was like it could be separated into two movies almost it, it definitely could it's like the first not to spoil anything the first half is kind of about his his no spoilers no spoilers the first half's kind of about his life how he gets into the army and kind of why he has the mindset of being an objector mm -hmm. what are they called what are they called conscientious uh, objector conscientious objector which I yeah i'm saying it's exactly right but that's what they call them no i think yeah that is um and then the second half is just the war the, specifically the battle of hacksaw ridge and that was yeah i agree will you basically said it all phenomenal uh very good at i think from everything i've learned about world war ii in the way that you know fighting in the south pacific was like um that was just very realistic and they captured both yeah. sides of uh very mm -hmm. very bloody very brutal but it's it was it was good yeah phenomenal it, it was just realistic like it wasn't like crazy over the top like quentin tarantino no. like crazy it was just very realistic war film and uh as it pertains to the ridge part the uh cons it was a little tad cheesy. As he said, it was like two acts. I would argue it's like three acts. Like, you have him in West Virginia at home. He gets his wife, his family problems. You see that. Then he goes to basic training. He goes You're through right. that that's trial. The second act. And then he goes to the war. So, like, that's kind of what I thought the three acts would be. And that first act of him being at home is a little cheesy. Uh, it, I agree. I appreciate the love story just because it makes you care about the characters. Uh, with his wife, or Dorothy, I think was her name. But it and it took a little bit getting used to that accent. Uh, we're from the South, so we kind of we've heard a similar accent to that a lot of our uh, lives. We have it in some cases, so that was a little bit to get over. I did get over it. It just took me a while. So I thought the beginning was a little, um, a little slow, a little cheesy. Didn't really bother me too much, obviously, because I thought it was a great movie. Yeah, I mean the love story was it was cheesy, but it was like the cinematic. I mean it's enjo it's enjoyable to watch. It's yeah, it is. It is the scenery. And was amazing. It was. I mean, especially in the war, the war part, too. Mm -hmm. Just that actual yes. ridge. Yes. Um, as far as the accent goes, I was kind of waiting for, because, you know, you definitely can, 
the British accents will kind of come through a little bit, and you can hear, mm-hmm. like, Tay Seven in a lot of movies, but uh, Andrew Garfield, who plays, he's the main actor, his accent was great. Like, he didn't break once. It was, it was, it really surprised me how good his accent Wait, is he was. supposed to be British? Yeah, I mean, it was... He's well, a no. He's a British guy. Andrew Garfield's British. What? Fun fact: He was born in L.A. Though, born in L.A., grew up in in uh, Great Britain, so that's why he sounds British. Really? Yeah. I didn't yeah, know he's, he was British he, at all. Because <laughs> his accent's so so damn good. Yeah, I mean it, it's good. I mean it, but I mean, do you not think his southern accent was a little? Which yeah, granted, this guy's from West Virginia, and he. I mean, I heard him talk. He's very southern, but just. I guess it was a little hard to get used to. It was a little, it was a little, you know, southern twangy and maybe a little intense. But I mean, just as far as his American accent goes, mm-hmm. that act, that accent, he does that great. Yeah, uh, he did a great job, by the way. That's another. Pro- I thought he did awesome. Um, there's oh, thoughts yeah. he could get an Oscar nomination for it, or at least I could Golden see Globe. So I could see that Andrew Garfield did amazing. And my last little tweak, the ending seemed a little, I. I don't want to spoil it, but basically it ends pretty close to after he is done with Hacksaw Ridge in that battle. I would have liked to see him go home, <laughs> but that's just a little little tidbit from me. So, I guess it was kind of already long enough at that point, and it does the mm-hmm. band of brother. It does the cool band of brother things where it actually shows you know interviews, people yeah. talking about him, and him himself. I think when he was older, he died like ten years ago. Mm-hmm. But that was just. I mean, I I didn't have a problem with that. I didn't have a problem with him wrapping it up right after the you know the battle. Yeah. Okay. Um, but overall, I great kinda, movie. I've got a question for y'all. Um, so this movie kind of shares two big characteristics with two big classics, um, in that it was directed by Mel Gibson, which y'all know, who also directed mm-hmm. Braveheart and Apocalypto. And it's also, uh, I've been hearing a lot, like, really similar to Saving Private Ryan. And not just because it's World War II. Um, so do y'all have anything to say about those comparisons? The the similarities between that and Saving Private Ryan. The war stuff was, like, the only real, the way the war scenes were shot was really the only kind of similarity. Hacksaw Ridge had, its main thing was kind of, like, his faith and his religion and the way it didn't, it didn't really, you know, throw religion and God into your face, which, I mean, I was kind of expecting, expecting it. He comes, like, the character of Dawes, his religion plays a huge part in why he doesn't take up arms. And I thought the way that they did that was really good. I mean, because mm-hmm. some people, you know, don't necessarily believe in God and don't want to, you know, separation of religion in movies, but I think... I think it just did did a good job of no it it respected it and I think it and it definitely uh, if you are a Christian you'll definitely respect it a lot um, I think it was it was really well done and handled that very well the uh, there is a Braveheart moment in it I think uh, the person I saw it with Brad a friend of ours I saw it with him and there was one moment I thought they were going to yell freedom and <laughs> uh, charge the battlefield but it's it's really subtle it's just like a it's just during the battle, there's a few... Oh, I think I know exactly what you're talking there's about. There's a moment where it's somewhat yeah. slow and like somatic mood, or what am I trying to say? Music. So, but really other than that, there's not too much overlap there at all. Cool. Any other questions, Bryce? So, uh, overall rating? Um, I would have to give it 
if I gave Doctor Strange a 7.5, it probably, I mean, it's right around there. Uh, it's 7.-ish, I guess. 7.-ish, <laughs> okay. That's an I interesting was, rating. I gave Strange a 6.8. <laughs> I would say this is at least a 7.5. I mean, it wasn't, okay. you know, any, it wasn't really anything new. I mean, the story was very unique, and that's cool, but mm -hmm. as far as the movie itself, I mean, it, it's not phenomenal it's just simply it's a really good movie so i'd say a 7.5 to maybe i'd say 7.7 7.8 respectable great actually so i think that about wraps uh, wraps it up for hacksaw ridge cool cool well yeah well that wraps up our movie discussion for the last couple weeks once again we took a little bit of hiatus but yeah we hope to do more of a at least bi-weekly show be more consistent yes we're we're gonna try to to get y'all more more involved <laughs> content yes yes and more involved so thank you for listening and make sure to check out our website www.millennialmoviecast.com and our twitter which is mlnl moviecast so check yeah, us out. And you can see Bryce's great, sometimes harsh reviews on the website also. Yep. And I think that'll do it. So right. long, everybody. Thanks for listening. Point, Thank point, you for listening. Point, point to Will. Y'all have a good Two one. Two points to Will. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Wait, what? Right out of me. <laughs> Maybe Sorry, next time. Gosh. See you, folks. <laughs> <laughs>